0: Hi and welcome back to Let's Talk Forex Alison and Chris. This week we're going to be chatting about something a bit more educational than usual, which is whether you're trading too cautiously. I know it's not something that uh, we usually touch on. We're usually very uh, strong on risk management, but um, there are times when it is possible to trade too cautiously. really hope you enjoy the episode as always. you can get in touch with us at podcast at fxscouts.com or just hit us up on uh, Facebook, Instagram. And uh, thank you so much for listening.
1: Hey, Chris, how are you, how are you doing today?
0: Yeah, I'm all right, Alison. How are you?
1: Yeah, doing well, thank you.
0: Enjoying the summertime?
1: I am. I must say it's been a beautiful, I mean, it's yeah, we've had quite a rainy season uh, over December, but now it's, the sun's out and the wind stop, stopped, and it's just beautiful. I think, um, yeah, I kind of feel sad for all the holiday makers who had the worst, you know, the brunt of all the wind and rain. But, yeah, January, February is definitely the place. Um, Kenton's definitely the place to be. Um, it's just stunning here.
0: Yeah, I remember um, a few years ago I was down in South Africa and came late in the season as well, came, I think, end of January into February. And it was fantastic. Mm. Had a fantastic time in Cape Town. It was, as you say, very few tourists. And um, the weather was glorious.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, anybody who's thinking of going to South Africa, I highly recommend it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sort of mid, mid-Jan, February is just, yeah, absolutely beautiful. And, and what's your weather like there? How's it going in?
0: Uh, we've got a huge thunderstorm barreling in today off the Atlantic, which should be fun. Oh.
1: Um,
0: so batten down the hatches, uh, prepare for the worst. No, it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. But yeah, it's going to be, it's it's very wet, as is often the case in Portugal in January. Mm. But then um, I was looking to long-range forecast and it's starting to warm up next week, oh. which is going to be nice.
1: as you yeah. guys don't, don't get much of a winter, hey?
0: We don't, which is why I live here, Alison. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and not in London. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And not in London anymore, which I think I checked the other day was minus two or something ridiculous. Oh, no. Yeah, absolutely. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but anyway, let's, let's, talk about, let's talk about forex trading. Yeah. So today we're actually going to talk about whether it's possible to trade too cautiously and how to recognize when you're trading too cautiously and, and how it can affect your, your bottom line.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, this this may seem like a strange topic for us to discuss, since we are definitely the proponents of risk management. Uh, we hop on about using stop losses mm-hmm. and take profits, and not over-leveraging your trade, and ensuring that you don't risk more than two percent of your capital per trade, and no more than more than five percent per trading day. But there are times when being too cautious in your trading could could actually, pro- pro- you know, could be more of a problem than it is a a help in your trading.
0: Yeah. But look, just to be clear, as you mentioned there, at the top of this, uh, very important, you protect your capital above all else. Uh, Capital preservation is key to being a successful forex trader. And so we're not promoting a reckless approach to trading at all in this episode.
1: No, we're definitely not doing that. But in this episode, we want to discuss when traders may be overcautious in their approach. And basically how this could lead to larger losses or prevent you from progressing in your trading. Um, but we're going to provide ways to manage your trades effectively while risking enough to make them worthwhile, which is is a very important part of trading and a very important part of your trading psychology as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so one of the most common scenarios we encounter is where traders take trades with small position sizes uh, when they're unsure about their trade. And while this is better than trading with a large position size, not being convinced that your trade is going to work out is still not a great reason to get involved in that trade.
1: Yeah, and, and often, you know, traders take the trades, um, you know, where the, where the signal is weak or you haven't really found your trigger. Um, mm-hmm. They often take when they're over-trading, um, you know, trying to make up for losses uh, or they have FOMO or or they simply fear losing money. Um, so, so in these scenarios, we find that traders take the trade, even though they don't believe in the trade, albeit with a smaller trade size, but it doesn't make Mm -hmm. it the right reason to get into that trade.
0: No, exactly. Um, so, and trades like these can go in two directions. Uh, you're either going to win a small amount or you're going to lose a small amount. Now losing is always frustrating and you're going to kick yourself for taking a trade that was not part of your trading strategy. However, winning that trade could be detrimental too. Uh, because if the trade goes in your favour, with a small amount of capital you've just won a small amount on that trade. It does nothing really for your profit and loss. It frustrates you, and often you're still going to take another trade to make up for that. Um, you know, to make that profit larger, and you're going to put more capital on the line unnecessarily. And it's also going to mess with your trading psychology because you've broken your trading strategy in order to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, not 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 a great idea.
1: I mean, I would actually say that this is a reckless approach to trading, even though, you know, um, you're taking the small trade sizes. If you're not convinced about the opportunity in front of you and the setup does not meet your trading rules, then you shouldn't be taking the trade, even if it is small. The one time we would suggest, you know, this is different to taking a a small trade when you're testing out a strategy. Um, If you're doing this, by all means, use small position sizes. You know, the name of the game is protecting your your capital. So if you want to start out with small position sizes after back-testing your strategy, testing it out on a demo account, with the view of up, upscaling once you're confident, then that's, that's different. This approach is not going to frustrate you because you know why you're opening those small position sizes, and it'll be part of a trading plan um, that you're testing.
0: Yep, exactly. So in short, always stick to your trading plan. Find your setup, find your signal, find your trigger open a reasonable position size that makes sense with your trading plan, and, of course, then set uh, set your stop loss and take profit.
1: Um, but if, if you find that you're too risk-averse and you're unsure of how to increase your position size but still want to feel comfortable and in control of your trades, you could try a method um, that we often use, uh, which is scaling in and scaling out of your trades.
0: Yeah, yeah. So exactly. Scaling in is great. What, what is scaling in? It's a method of opening trades that involves starting with a small total trade size, and then you add to it gradually over time. So this method gives traders peace of mind, uh, because if you get your entry wrong, and your trade fails early, you're not going to lose too much capital.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So it, I would say this is probably, you know, if if you are Uh, risk averse then this is a good way to sort of to get the best of both worlds i could say Mm -hmm. um so basically to scale in you're going to select two or more entry levels for the trade instead of one then you'll open your position at the first entry level with a small total size and add to it at each subsequent one when it hits you know the next the next level that you're comfortable with um that's that's, that's according to your plan should i say
0: Exactly. And and this is particularly useful as often happens where you identify two possible entry points, one that offers a higher return, but comes with more risk and then a safer option with uh, lower potential profits. You know, and this happens all the time uh, when you're looking at trade setups, you're going to see multiple entry points. And by scaling into a trade, you don't have to choose between them. You can open your position when you think a trend is just beginning to form and then add your capital as, as that trade uh, turns into profit.
1: Yeah and you can set alerts um, as well there are many ways to do this but to scale incorrectly you'll you'll need to ensure that you define your entry target so this is a very important point ahead of time so you don't just randomly want to decide to add more to a winning trade you want to identify key areas of support or, or resistance um, that signal uh, a continuation you know say if they're broken um, mm-hmm. and then you also you just want to you want to plan the scaling in it doesn't need to be a random scaling in so so it all needs to be part of of a larger trading plan and also dependent on on how much you are willing to risk
0: yeah exactly exactly it's always got to be part of a trading plan as you say that gives you the you know the ease of mind that comes with um, you know your trading psychology won't be damaged and one of the main benefits of scaling in is that you can reduce your exposure you risk less on each new trade and this opens up this strategy of taking multiple new positions, building on successful ones, closing off the losers. Uh, some traders refer to this as pyramiding into a trade, and it's a particularly it's really effective uh, strategy in strongly trending markets.
1: Yeah, exactly. And um, you know, as I, as I was saying just now, you'll have to be aware that you don't end up risking too much um, on a position by your final entry. So, if for example you're you're allocating say three percent of your trading balance to a trade, then don't scale in beyond that point. Planning your entries beforehand is very important. So if you're going to have three entries, um, you're going to add 1% of your balance at each point um, just to keep your risk in check.
0: Yeah. And then obviously with scaling in, the other side is scaling out. This is op- this is the opposite of scaling It's a method you can use to close positions gradually instead of with a single trade. By partially closing a position early, you can realize some profits without exiting the trade entirely.
1: Yeah, exactly. And 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 by booking in these profits as the trades moves in your favor, you you alleviate that psychological stress of trying to exit trades at a perfect level, which you know trading is not a, a perfect science. Um, Mm-hmm. But you know, no matter whether you technical trading or, or trading, um, trading off the news, so there is no no perfect level. There's just sort of your your best speculation, um, you know, at whatever point you're at. But this certainly takes the stress and the pressure off it. So to scale out of the trade, you're gonna you're gonna basically close a portion of it without exiting the position entirely. And how much you close is should be also a part of your you know, your broad trading plan.
0: hmm Let's say, for example, you have a long position on the Euro USD that is five hundred dollars in profit, but you're worried that the pair is um is in for a reversal before it hits your profit target. So you close half your position, right? And then you've got two hundred and fifty of that profit in the process.
1: Yeah. And if, if the euro USD continues to rise, then you'll see further profits on on the remainder of your position. Um, but uh, if you continue to be worried about an impending bear run, um, so you'll then halve its size again, and this will lock in more profits before you close your position entirely. So it's a very good method.
0: Yeah, it's a really effective method, you know, to start with small position sizes, increase them when your trade is going well, and then you just do it in reverse on the way out. Yeah, uh, it's very good for traders who, especially beginners, you know, who are looking at, as you say, not entirely sure when to, when to enter and then you know a bit cautious about when to when to exit obviously like in some cases you're not going to uh retain the huge profits that you might with um if you went in if you went in exactly the right place and pulled out exactly the right time but this is all about protecting your capital right at mm-hmm. the end of the day and it's about managing risk yeah so scale in um gradually scale out lock in profits yeah so
1: it's a good plan very good plan and lastly you may want to look at your stop-loss statement. um one of traders' biggest mistakes is stead- setting stop losses too tight uh, to reduce risk. I mean, how often has it happened that you find a good setup, you find your signal, you find your trigger, you open the trade, and you get stopped out only for the trade to continue the way you thought it would? I mean, I, f- I find it, I have used to find the most mm-hmm. frustrating. Um,
0: <laughs>
1: I think you're not alone. Now. Yeah. I think, oh. Um so although you want to risk as little as possible, if your stop's too tight, then you're just gonna get stopped out all the time and and, you know, it'll end up frustrating you and ironically you'll you'll end up risking more and losing more than you intend to. So there are places where tight stops are um, you know, where, where a tight stop is important. Um and we've actually created a video on that so you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Um, Mm -hmm. But it is a mistake that particularly beginners make in the beginning, is setting those stops too tight.
0: Yeah, and as we discussed uh, in a previous episode, actually, um, where you should place your stop loss, it's a point where your trade idea will be invalidated. Uh, This is the main principle you should always consider when deciding where to place the stop. In simple terms, if you're in a long trade, you should place your stop loss at a point where if the price reaches it, then that long trade will no longer be viable.
1: Yeah. So, for for example, say you're trading a double bottom, you pull the trigger when the price moves above the neckline. Um, if, if you don't know mm-hmm. what a double bottom is, you can actually go and check out our, our YouTube video on, on what double bottoms are. Um, and you place your stock then around halfway between the neckline and the um, bottom because if the trade retraced that far, it would be unlikely to succeed as a double bottom into an uptrend. If that makes sense,
0: yeah, no, it does. And yeah, we'll put we'll put a link to your video on um, on on that in the in the show notes. And of course, as part of this, you also want to ensure that your risk reward ratio is decent. Uh, risk reward ratio between one to two, one to three is ideal. Uh, with a one to two risk reward ratio, if the trade is successful, you're going to earn twice. Uh, the size of the risk that you've taken.
1: Yeah. So one to two, one to three traders sometimes do one to one and a half as well, which is reasonable. You know, it Mm -hmm. also depends on, on a whole lot of other factors, Um, but definitely invalidating your, your uh, trade should be one of the main principles you look at when, when setting, you know, your stops and looking at your risk reward. Um, And whenever you trade with a good risk to reward ratio, your chances of profitability are much greater, even if you have a lower win percentage. Um, and again, if you want more information on risk reward ratio, check out our YouTube video. We'll put a link to that one also in the show notes. And we actually put together a table where you can see, um, even with a fifty percent win rate, with a good risk reward ratio, you'll you'll end up um, winning more than you than you lose. So risk rewards are it's it's an extremely important principle.
0: It is, it is. So in summary, if you're trading in a manner that is too risk averse you first want to look at why you're trading this way is it because you are not confident with your trades and if this is the case then you need to have a good hard think about your trading discipline and um, make sure that you stick
1: to your trading plan yeah and you know as we said earlier it's different if you're trading in small trade sizes if you want some skin in the game but you want to test out a strategy um Mm -hmm. but you shouldn't as you say, be trading in small trade sizes because you are veering from your strategy. That is, it's undisciplined trading and and um, it has no place in forex trading.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, and secondly, uh, consider scaling in and out of your trades uh, because this allows you to be cautious and to be risk averse without losing out on potential profits.
1: Absolutely. And lastly, watch your stop loss levels. Don't step, uh, set your stops too tight what's your risk-reward ratio, and um, set your stops at levels that would invalidate the trade.
0: Yeah, I think that's pretty much sums it up. Um, well, thanks so much, Alison. I yeah. think that's very educational. Yeah. Hopefully, um, yeah, you guys found that uh, interesting too. As uh, There's a lot of YouTube videos we're going to link to in this. Um, as we mentioned last week, Alison is a YouTuber extraordinaire and it has been doing some great <laughs> educational stuff recently. So we're going to put links to those in there as well. Yeah, thank you so much, Alison. I'll speak to you next week.
1: Speak to you next week. Cheers, Chris.
0: Cheers.